It's the Urban Parlay with your host, Sandra DuBose. Vibe with the tribe that'll take your stress away. Right here on the Urban Parlay. Well, welcome everybody. Bonjour to the Urban Parlay podcast. I am your host, Sandra DeBose. I am so excited because, honey, I got my girls in the house today, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you have not seen the Black Panther, I'm going to go ahead and recommend that you do that so that you'll understand... You will understand fully the royalty that you have the um, (laughs) you have the pleasure of listening to on today. These are my Wakanda queens. Um, Yes, we are serious (laughs) about that thing, too. Um, And so these are these are my fellow um, sisters that are also in the alopecia experience with me. I've known them for years. They are some incredible women, super confident, super badass. I mean, we just keep each other <laughs> inspired, motivated. We look at one another and we're like, dang, I'm fine like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, why nobody's told me I was fine like that? It is wonderful to have um, a community mm-hmm. of women that are sharing that same experience. And we have Um, been blessed to be able to lean into and lean on one another when it comes to any challenges and really kind of share some tips, (laughs) strategies, (laughs) you know, just real good advice for one another. And we want to be able to share that good, yummy energy with all of you today. We've all been doing this for years. We've been in the game for a while before. I mean, we, we can enjoy Um, the whole Wakanda queen and all of that. But the reality of it is before there was ever a Black Panther, you know, and it was being glorified and showcased as this powerful, beautiful expression of Black women and their bald beauty. We didn't have that. So we had to own it ourselves. So that's why we can really, we can dig it when they representing us so beautifully, you know, (laughs) but the reality of it is for women that are listening, that might be in the beginning of this stage of hair loss or people that are listening that know someone who's going through the hair loss experience, Mm -hmm. no matter what the variable might be. So for us, we have different forms of alopecia. Of course, you know, much love to our sisters that are dealing with hair loss as it relates to chemotherapy. You know, there's a multitude of different reasons, whether it's female or male pattern baldness or medication that you're taking. It just runs the gamut. We're all in this thing together. Okay. But I just want to make sure that women who are still brand new and in that new stage of where it is very painful, they're still in the shame. They're still having a hard time grappling with the reality when we have made our femininity and part of our identity and expression of ourselves so much about our hair, you know, especially if you had the quote unquote good hair, you know, or you got a lot of attention because of your hair and everybody made you feel beautiful or what have you. So I guess my question to you is in this journey, what has been your greatest challenge in dealing with this, because it's not just an internal personal thing. When we're talking about going out into the world, 
right? Mm-hmm. Not just because you have come yeah. to a place where you're ready to let the world see you and you love yourself and you've accepted. <laughs> Don't think that the world is on the same page as you right? At, at every corner <laughs> that you turn, you know, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they're in a different place. And y- even mom and them might be in a different place than right. you mm-hmm. are. Right. Or mm-hmm. you know, your significant other, your children. You have to deal with everybody's mm-hmm. belief systems or the way that they mm-hmm. identify beauty. And just because you can see the beauty in you, how have you been able to grow or how has it maybe even made you small at times when other people don't share that same view? They come at you like, why are you out here looking like that girl, what you need mm-hmm. to do? <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So talk about what have been some of the greatest challenges in walking out this experience, because we don't want to, you know, have on rose colored glasses and then send some woman out there snatching off a wig and she ain't ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. are not ready. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. You could come hang out with us. We're going to show you mad love. However, exactly. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? You go into a certain environment. You have to be mentally, spiritually. You have to be grounded in your own truth so that you mm-hmm. can withstand <clears throat> what will inevitably come your way. So, Romaine, you talk about that first. What's been the greatest challenge for you? I'm in corporate America. Right. And so I will be honest, it, I struggled at first and I thought, what are people going to say when I come to work? Right. You know, Friday I left here with hair. I'm showing up on Monday and I'm, <laughs> you know, totally looking different. Right. It was something for me to think about because I mm-hmm. am in corporate America. Right. What I did, I'll be honest with you. My parents were my strength. My dad lost his hair at 18. So when I cut my hair off, he was like, oh, Okay, you know, my baby got a ball here like me. Um, <laughs> my mom was a little, she was like, well, it'll take me some getting used to, but you're pretty. Okay. Is ever. I okay. still love you. You're my oh. baby. So I had that at home, right? Beautiful, beautiful. And what I did, I typed a letter to my coworkers. I right. sent it via email overnight, so it would be in their box on Monday. Mm-hmm. Just explaining not what was going on with me, but telling them, Okay, when you see me today, you'll see a different me. I am not sick. Nice. You know, because I didn't want that question. And so I, I put it out there and I told him, you know, I will be wearing a bald head now. Right. And, you know, told him a little bit about alopecia because I wanted to preface my appearance, if you will. Sure. But what I found out once I got to work and I, I sat in the back corner and people came by they're like, I got your email. Oh, yeah. Wow, it looks really good. I'm, that was really bold and brave of you. Thank you for sharing. You've enlightened me. I'd never even heard of alopecia. Or a man came up to me. His name was Chris, I won't give his last name. Because we will find you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Chris was bald. Okay. <laughs> he said to me, he says, I have alopecia universalis. Beautiful. He said, have you, he said, my hair, I'm bald because of it. Yes. Said, you notice I don't have eyebrows. I have really never noticed. Okay. But he said that was so beautifully written. Oh, good. And if, if you need any information or you need some support, I'm here. And he doesn't look, he didn't look like us. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I thought, wow, that was comforting to me. Yeah. So that mm-hmm. was my first out, if you will, at work, <laughs> you know, and I'm working in a, in a corporate office amongst 
diverse, um, a diverse population. Very diverse <laughs> population, but they were respectful. Good. And I think for me, the letter helped because it helped me pour it out in a written format, prepare myself for people who would come by who right. may not see the email or who mm. see that still have questions. Yeah. They helped me build my confidence by being so accepting. I love that. I love that. I think I think it was helpful for them as well, because what I do know about people is that, well, most people, they don't want to offend. They don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they can be offensive, but in their innocent ignorance, they don't realize mm-hmm. the, the, you know, to make an assumption. Oh, my God. You have cancer. So does my mom. I'm so sorry. It's like you're trying to be empathetic. However, Mm -hmm. I don't have cancer. Mm -hmm. So why would you just assume, you know what I mean? Or or to say, hey, why did you shave your hair off? It's like, okay, (laughs) thank you again. However, you're totally wrong. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think you giving them that information gave them an opportunity Mm -hmm. to process and made it so that they too wouldn't have to feel uncomfortable about even discussing it with you. Right. Because you mm-hmm. sit in there bald, it's like, wow, she must have had a bad breakup over the weekend. <laughs> you know, who, knows? <laughs> who knows why this woman is bald? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they don't know whether to address it or not. Like, don't right. you say right. a damn word to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> she done had a nervous breakdown over the weekend. You know? <laughs> that was very bold and it was strategic and it was smart. Because you can yeah. circumvent some of the BS and you help them too, which was great. Mm-hmm. That was great. Mm-hmm. Okay, Karen, how about you? What's been your challenge? Well, um, I was in the school system and um, I remember being afraid of how I was going to look to others once I got back to school because it was a predominantly Caucasian school and I was afraid of looking too black, too soul sister. So I had sent an email to the principal okay. and told her. I didn't send it went out to the staff anything because mm-hmm. I didn't think it was any other business. Okay. So I just sent I sent to the principal and told her that I had alopecia and I was gonna come to school tomorrow and I'm gonna be bald. <laughs> <laughs> she was a sister though, so she kind of understood a little bit. So I was okay about sharing that with her. Okay. And when she saw me, and when she saw me the next morning, she says, Karen, you're beautiful. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're beautiful. But the others was like, Oh, you sick? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, honey, I'm not sick. Right. And if I was a mean person, I would have said, "Are you?" Are you, you know? sick? Right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no. And also, the ones that were okay by asking me, I did share that. No, I have alopecia, and they too had never heard of it. So I gave them a little, little education about it, and they're like, "Wow, again, you're so brave, and you're beautiful. Your eyes, oh my God, your moles." And so I felt real good about that. But I did have an incident once at my mother's church. Not the church. Lord Jesus, not the church. <laughs> the church. Oh, come the on church. now. The ushers. And one of, <laughs> yeah. Honey, one of the mothers wanted to know, why did I cut my hair? Right. And she said, it's a crown in glory. Ooh. And I'm, I'm going to be fasting and praying to God that your hair will grow back. My God, my God. And I was like, ma'am, um, I didn't cut my hair. It's not by choice. 
and I have alopecia. She didn't care that I had alopecia. She just knew that she was going to pray and my hair was coming back because it was my crown and glory and mm. that it was a bad thing. She didn't say bad thing, but to her, you know, yeah. why did you do this? You know, this is your crown and glory. So I wasn't quite sure as how to feel about that because losing my hair was not my choice. It was out of my control mm. that I had to share, let her know. Ma'am, I've never felt more attractive. Mm -hmm. I'm beautiful yeah. with or without hair. Amen. And God loves me all the same. Amen. So it doesn't matter. But I work with your prayers, though. <laughs> that was beautifully put. Yes. Yeah. Because she meant well. She totally meant she well. She did. Yeah. She did. Bless her heart. She really did. Yeah. But that was interesting to say yes, that. Yes, I got so. it. I got it. That's really good. I want to touch back on that, the spirituality piece of it. And that whole belief system around mm -hmm. it being our crown and glory. But before then, Yolanda, I want you to talk about what has been your greatest challenge. Um, it's amazing because obviously all of our stories are different. But what I find is there are always so many similarities as well with women with alopecia. Some things is just common with all of us. Right. And so very similar to what Karen said, I'm in the school system also. And I guess the initial challenge that I, I don't feel like I had a lot of challenges because I was ready because it's always a process. Um, Sandra, you mentioned that in the beginning, but I knew I was ready. However, not as ready as I thought. Like when mm. I got it shaved, <laughs> my kids were there and I was with my uncle. Mm -hmm. But that next day I had to go back to work and I should have been smart like Romaine and did it on a Friday. So you can adjust Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> but like Karen, I walked out the school building one day with hair. And the very next day with none. Right. And I was teaching second grade at the time. And some folks would think, well, it was just kids. Lord have mercy. They're the worst. <laughs> they are the worst. They have they zero the filters, no filters. No filters whatsoever. No. And that's, that's when I began to battle because at that time I was wearing a wig. And for children, it was that custom-made wig that I told you guys about that was so nice. So I really think the children thought it was my hair. Mm -hmm. um, I had a little bit of hair in the front, so I blended that in with the wig. And so, mm. and it was long. And then the next day, Miss Thorne has no hair. Mm. But I remember pulling in to the parking lot and something just came over me. I kid you not. I froze. I got really hot. My heart started racing and I felt ashamed and frustrated about that. Like, are you kidding me, Yolanda? All that confidence you had, I did not expect it. And on top of that, I have scarring alopecia. Yeah. And so I was fine in the beginning but by the next morning, there was like inflammation over time. It cooled down, but it was inflamed. It was hot along with my nerves and anxiety acting up. And I started feeling physically sick Wow! and I could feel my scalp pulsating. And I'm like, what the heck? Like I wasn't expecting that. Mm -hmm. And when I got out of the car, my principal happened to pull up at the same time. And she didn't know. I didn't tell anybody. Wow. So when I got out of the car, I remember as clear as I'm talking to you guys, she looked at me. She's a black woman. She's amazing. Good friend. Mm -hmm. But she didn't know. And I saw the shock in her face and she felt embarrassed and tried to hide it. But you know how you can see how a person's mm -hmm. face changes. Oh, yeah. And mm -hmm. she didn't know what to say. So she said, are you OK? Right. 
and I just felt tears well up. You know how sometimes people can say one thing and it's one thing. Yeah. (laughs) I paused before I can even respond to her. And I was kind of asking myself, wait a minute, are you okay? Can you do this? Mm -hmm. And I paused and I said, yes, ma'am. And I said, I'll explain later if I can just get in the classroom and get the children's initial response, I'll be fine. Like, cause you know, you never know when you walk in the room, what people are going to say or do. And she said, do you want me to walk with you? I said, I'm good. So long story short, guys, when I walked in that classroom, you know how I love, I'm an educator. I'm a school counselor. Now we love children, yeah. but they have no filter. Right. And you may have one or two students who they just the troublemakers and you just want to pull out a switch, you know? And so when I walked in that classroom, one of those little kids who I love to death literally said, Oh my God, y'all look at Miss Thorne. She looks like a bald headed bird. Wow. Second grade. Wow. And here I am, 40 something years old. And it crushed me. Like, are you kidding me? You know, you weren't expecting that. Right. And so I knew like, 23 second graders, you better not cry, girl, hold your head. But it was just all the pulsating scalp, the sores, yes. the anxiety. And this kid has no idea he's going to call this adult a bald headed bird, you know. Wow. And then he pointed to another little boy. And literally, it's like something you see on a comedy. They, The little boy stopped pointing and laughing and giggling. And I, I kept saying, get to your desk, keep walking, get to your desk. And I didn't cry. I made it through the day. Good. Um, I told Good. the students to put their morning work away. We're going to have a talk. Miss Thorne is not a bald headed bird. Miss Thorne <laughs> has autoimmune disease. Mm-hmm. And they were like, what's that? What's that? We literally spent one hour on the wow. carpet, wow. circle time, talking about what autoimmune disease was boys and girls this is a big word so I use it as a teachable moment and one of the little girls starts crying and said is that like cancer my grandmother died of cancer but everything turned sweet and innocent and their little hands started going up and everybody had questions my principal happened to walk in because she wanted to check back and see if I was okay Mm -hmm. and she was blown away at how you know I was able to rise to the call Swallow those tears and teach these (laughs) second graders a great big word called autoimmune disease. Teach them some empathy. Teach them some compassion. And at the end of the day, the little boy who called me a bald-headed bird started crying. I'm talking tough little thug kid, you know, like, (laughs) you can just make it mad. And he was crying and he said that his grandmother passed away of cancer. Mm. And that his mother was a hairdresser and he apologized for laughing at me. Second grade, seven years old. So um, the answer is my initial thing I had to overcome was that first allowing everybody to see it, like thinking I was okay, but I wasn't as okay as I thought. And after that day, I was good. Wow. That story makes me tear up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because like you said, you're in your forties, but a, you know, a second grader can chop you down to your knees. Yes. Yes. You you don't want to be called a bald headed bird when you're already feeling sick. Oh my God. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that ladies. Let's go back. Now, when we talked about, uh, Karen, your experience going to church, I want to just kind of unpack a little bit the spiritual piece of, you know, our connection to our hair, especially as African-American women. 
it is a very complicated relationship, <laughs> mm-hmm. especially when we lock it. You know, it's an expression of who we are, but also hair holds a lot of energy, right? Which is when you mm-hmm. see people that are going through transitions in life and they shave all their hair off and they just say, I just need a new start. I just need a new start, right? It, there's mm-hmm. something energetic. <laughs> there's this connection about our hair. And so I know for me, when I did lose my hair and I, like your um, co-worker, Romaine, I have alopecia universalis. So there's the no eyebrows, there's no hair all over the body. Like it's very extreme, right? Like Lord have mercy, just a complete hairless human. <laughs> We're just like, <laughs> what in the world did I sign up for? You know what I mean? But I definitely grappled with the spiritual piece of it coming from a Christian background and just like, you know, the woman in your church who's like, Lord, Jesus, we got to pray. We got to, this is your crown and glory and all of that, which, which is the reason little shameless plug. I wrote the book, my crown and glory. (laughs) Uh, It's not about the hair. How about that? Um, Which is available on Amazon, but I'm just saying, Um, I digress, but But because that experience of I felt spiritually, I felt like if this be my crown and glory, what are you trying to tell me, God, if you take away my hair all over my body? If the doctors are saying that this is an autoimmune disease that is not curable, what am I supposed to do? And what is it that you're saying to me? How am I supposed to read this scripture, understand your intention for me. Do you not favor me? Do I no no longer have grace? Is there something that I did to deserve this? Is this a form of you communicating? You know, you angry with me about something? We need to talk. What's up? (laughs) (laughs) For me, it was about really getting in God's presence and really letting go of the belief systems that did not support my growth that did not support my peace. Sandra, realistically, you think God don't love you? <laughs> you know what I mean? So everybody that gets an autoimmune disease, God got a problem with, they, you know, they did something to cause mm-hmm. that, you know, and the truth is God is not going to heal every single person that gets sick. Right. You know, people die all the time that love the Lord, that serve the Lord with all their heart and soul you know, Mm -hmm. until they were on their deathbed and they still passed away. Was their faith not strong enough? So Mm -hmm. you really kind of have to find your own peace with that. And so Mm -hmm. for me, it was understanding that everything in my interpretation is not always so literal. One thing I wanted to touch on is that there are a lot of benefits to being bald. So can we just spend a couple of minutes just kind of talking about how amazing our bald life is? Because I'm sorry, do not feel sorry for us, darling, because we're not the ones sitting up um, on Saturdays at a hairdresser all damn day long. (laughs) (laughs) So can you talk about what have been some of the cool benefits in your experience that you kind of said, oh, this is this is all right. I could do this. What are some of the things that you've enjoyed about being bald? Oh, Sandra, if I can start, I used to travel with about four (laughs) curl nines gel, all this product, my product suitcase. Um, So traveling is easy. I don't have to have all these things and plugins and stuff when I jump in the pool. And mind you, I can't swim. I've been learning how to swim forever. (laughs) But I don't have to worry about what I got to do when I get out. I love that. And I think just even taking a shower. 
right? Whether, I mean, the reality of we don't need to put on all of this stuff because we're so afraid of the water. We can just like let the first time you just like let that water fall on your bald head and you could just stand under that shower until your daggone heart is content. And you think, where have you been all my life? This is, I couldn't do it another way. If I had to wrap up my head and all them things to just to get a good shower, I'm spoiled now. I can't go back. I can't go back. What else, ladies? What what about for you? I know, I know for me, um, time and money. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of money at hair salons. If I could have that back now, my right. gosh. <laughs> and the time. The time. So for me, those two things right there, time time and money. Yes. How about you, Yolanda? When I first lost my hair, initially I was where I had gone through a divorce. I was worried about I'm being very transparent here. Please do. You know, men like, you know, I've already gone through a divorce. You know, men love hair as far as, you know, that's what comes to our brain. But the whole point is an advantage or a good thing. When I enter a room, I feel like I command the room. It's my presence, you know, and I'm not saying if I had hair, I couldn't do that. But it's just something about a bald woman. You stand out. We stand out. And, Mm -hmm. And I think that's a good thing. And even more so since Black Panther, like. Wakanda Queens, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, I love that. And the other thing is the amount of people I'm able, able to inspire. Mm-hmm. Um, because like the whole point of this, you know, podcast part of it is, you know, telling our story and sharing. And when we do that, we inspire other women who are struggling and hiding and don't want anybody else to know. So I love to tell my story. Yeah. Uh, my daughter will say, mommy, they're staring at you. And I'm like, good. It bothers her if we go somewhere and people start looking and I'm like, I hope they come ask me something too, you know? So just the opportunity to inspire. My mom was also losing her hair and me shaving mine inspired my mom to shave hers. So we're both bald. And my mom's in her 60s and she's so encouraged as, you know, she's like 67. And so just the way that I'm able to inspire others and um, get attention in a good way. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I have to say for me, um, selfishly, because I have alopecia universalis and I have um, no hair anywhere. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying there's like, you know, there's some benefits that are like, <laughs> you know what I mean? My My body is like, you know, it's smooth all over. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to go through no painful process. Um, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> My legs, everything is like super smooth. And, and I mean, that is, it's a wonderful benefit because I know that a lot of women, they struggle, you know, on the other side, they're hairy. They're like, oh my God, he's coming over. I've got to shave. I've got to do this. I got to go get a Brazilian. I, you know, I'm going to the beach. I got to do this whole process to prepare and you know what I'm saying? I just walk up like, oh, okay, I'm here. <laughs> so shout out to all my ball sisters with Alopecia Universalis living a beautiful life. <laughs> it is one of the benefits. I'm just saying, just to be honest with you. But it's interesting because you talked about men and you and I, Yolanda, we both have, you know, gone through the divorce experience. And so just really quickly, how are you finding dating? Because that's a really 
that's a, a that's a big part of it, right? A lot of what we do with our hair and all of that, we're so concerned about what are men going to think and blah, blah, blah. And I have to say, is it a challenge? Yeah. I think being a Wakanda queen, in my experience, I think that there are men that see a Wakanda queen and they, they're just like, oh my God, you are just dynamic. And you know, that level of confidence. Cause I think that that's one of the things that men, I hear from men that really attract them to a woman is her mm-hmm. confidence. No matter what mm-hmm. that looks like, big, fat, short, or tall, if she's confident, confident is sexy. Right. And so they're attracted to that level of confidence. At the same time, there is a population of men that are equally intimidated by that confidence because they want it easy. They're like, you know, she knows who she is. She's not going to put up with my stuff, you know, which means that they're going to have to step up their game. I'm going to have to be able to stand in that as me and be able to. You know, if somebody's staring at her or if my boys make a comment or whatever, I have to be able as a man to really hold that space and say, I'm good. She's sexy to me. And the truth is not every man can do that. They're too concerned mm-hmm. with what their family and their boys are going to think. They might think you sexy and all of that, but they're like, nah, I can't rock with you because <laughs> they're not ready with inside of themselves. So the pickings, right. I would say, are less because... I'm not going to play the game. I've worked too hard to be who I am. So either you can stand with me, vibrate on this level. I'm a queen and therefore I need a king. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know yourself to be a king, then we don't have a whole lot that we can talk about. What are you ladies finding in terms of your experience dating? I know for me, um, my ex, he was not okay at first. He didn't quite understand because he had told me, I don't want anyone to look like me because he's bald. Mm. So, and it kind of hurt my feelings a little bit because I, you know, I cared about him and I wanted us to be together until, you know, on one evening he and I had went out and we were getting so many compliments. People were like, sir, can I tell you something? Your girl or your wife, she is beautiful. Wow. She is beautiful. I mean, she is gorgeous. And <laughs> he's like, yeah, she's mine. Yeah, she's yeah, mine. He, he's up, up now, yes. Oh, wow. And then what really helped him was um, we have people say, you guys are a beautiful couple. You guys look so good together. Wow. And that helped him a little bit with his with his own confidence because he was struggling so bad. I guess he was kind of concerned about how feminine I would look. Mm. But he just didn't know because I can do the damn thing. Yeah. I I embrace it. I walk in it. I know yeah. who I am. I don't need your validation, your celebration, or your appreciation. Uh-oh. I know who I am. Wait a minute now. That was good. I need to write that down. You don't need the word <laughs> This is our affirmation. All my sisters out there that are struggling with hair loss, this is what I need you to get. If you don't get anything else from this podcast, this will be, this needs to be your mantra. (laughs) You need to write this down. You need to put it on your mirror. You need to make it your screensaver and you need to continue Mm. to repeat it to yourself. Now say it slowly, Karen, tell the people what they need to do. I do not need your validation Mm -hmm. nor your celebration nor your appreciation. Come on now. Come on here, somebody. Now that'll preach. That will preach. I like that. <laughs> and I mean that. I mean that with everything in me. Nice. I, I own it. And how old are you, Karen? I'll be 49 in July. See, we good and grown. We See, now, yes, it, that might good be hard grown. at 19, 29. It might even be hard mm-hmm. at 39. Mm-hmm. 
But when you get to be almost 49, baby, listen here, you learn. The sooner you can learn that, the freer and the more enjoyable your life will be. It's not just true at almost 49. It's true at 19. It's still true. It just takes us a while to come into that realization of truth. Yes. And so that's what we're hoping that we can do for you is that you can move towards the truth sooner. Mm -hmm. Develop that Mm -hmm. confidence so that you can have a, a better quality of life and manage this experience and get what God has intended for you to get out of it. Because Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. You were going to say something, Yolanda, I think. Yes. So my experience with men, um, remember earlier, I was saying the confidence that I gained and I never felt really, truly beautiful until I lost my hair. So I had some insecurities before I was not as confident as I am now. So ironically, my experience has been better because I'm a more confident woman now. So again, what was meant for my bad has turned around for my good. And the other piece, when I shaved my head, I was entering into a dating situation with a guy who encouraged me to cut my hair. So it was a blessing to my first experience with a man after losing my hair was a man who totally embraced it. So I was able to see right off the bat, hey, you know, there are some men who are going to love this and think it's, you know, beautiful because the guy at that time was just blown away. Oh, my God, you're so beautiful with your hair like that. I remember he said, you just need some big earrings. You know, he was trying to spice me up a little bit more. (laughs) And so just hearing that from a guy who I cared so deeply for, I was encouraged that, you know, this is going to be okay, along with my own confidence increasing. So I haven't had I know a lot of women are probably thinking, what are the guys going to say? You know, will someone embrace me? You know, will men my experience has been very, very positive with men. And of course, some men won't like it, but that's their issue. Right. That's their issue. As long as we wear that confidence, the hair is not going to be an issue at all. Right. And it's their preference. I mean, I'm not mad at a right. man who's like, you know, I had a man tell me I like women with long hair and, you know, that's what I'm attracted to. And I'm just like, you need to find that. You still right. need to find it because what what's right. not going to, and, and it's this thing, it's like, You know, you want there to be that physical attraction. There's some men that are into the natural woman. And so when they see Mm -hmm. that, they know what they're getting, especially in times like this, when everybody got butt pads, they got all kind of hair, they got they got all kind of contours and makeup. You don't know what or who is up underneath all that right there. So there's definitely some anxiety in dating with men because they're like, um, are you going to look like this in the morning for real, for real? You know, you may look like eye candy today, but when you come out that shower though, what you going to look like? <laughs> so at least when they see a woman who is this confident Wakanda queen, they know, oh, I know what I got. This is all real right here. She is, you know what I'm saying? And there are men that are attracted. They would prefer that. Now they may look at the other stuff and be, because it's eye candy, it's beautiful, But in reality, what do they really want in terms of someone to be with them in their lives on a day-to-day basis? They want someone who's real and who's confident with being real. They don't want to sit there and wait for you to put on all this extra. They ready to go. They ready to go. Romaine, really quickly, what what do you what is your experience when it comes to dating? Yeah, I was single for a very long time, and the guy that I'm dating now, I've been dating for coming up on three years, and beautiful. He absolutely loves 
my bald head. Really? Um, actually, he calls me. He said, hey, there's my gorgeous. And that's usually how he answers the phone. Like, hey, gorgeous. That makes me feel really good because he thinks the world of this look, yeah. right? He doesn't think, oh, well, are you ever going to wear a wig? Are you ever going to let your hair grow? I've never had that question. It's more like, babe, you want me to shave your head? You know, mm-hmm. you want to cut your hair today? Um, because it will grow a little Patches, bit. sure. But he's quite happy with me and how I look. Beautiful. Um, and that that's empowering. Yes. I think that at the end of the day, the realization is that there is somebody for everybody. So yeah. Is the pool going to be as big? No, it's a unique situation. And so you need a certain type of man who has a certain level of confidence and a certain level of appreciation for natural beauty. Because, you know, the last thing you want is for somebody to get in a relationship with somebody who's pressing you to be somebody that you're not. And if that's not enough, then that's not the relationship that you need to be in because we don't want to have to come in and start compromising the essence of who we really are. As we are closing, I want each one of you to just take a minute for any woman who is dealing with any kind of hair loss or if it's not hair loss, any kind of self-image challenge because we are the Wakanda queens. We are the women who have experienced some really devastating things. And yet we have found our confidence on a whole new level that most women that are dripping in weaves and all kinds of stuff would only hope that one day they could have the level of confidence that we have been blessed to grow into in our natural state. What's one thing that you could share with those women to digest and to really sit with? What's your pearl of wisdom that you would like to leave? Karen, why don't you go first? I would say, I know that this helped me, was to heal, mm-hmm. heal from my past traumas. Because all of that was all encompassing of my hair loss, me being raped and molested, all of that. I had to heal mm-hmm. and unpack all that baggage and give that stuff back to who it belonged to. Come on now. I didn't hurt me. You hurt me. Uh-oh. I didn't rape me. You raped me. Okay. When I gave it back to them and I began to heal and begin to accept who I am and know that I'm okay. I'm God's child. I'm good. Yeah. I'm love. And now I'm walking in this world as a healthy, whole, evolved woman. Come on now. When I wake up so grateful for my own growth. Mm. Now I tell myself, you are a bad bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Thank you for your transparency. There's so many women who have experienced those kind of abusive situations, whether it was sexual abuse or rape, physical Mm -hmm. abuse, so many things that we carry as women. And I concur Mm -hmm. with you that the real healing And the real place to begin to feel beautiful and confident begins with healing the things that are most ailing you. Your issue is not your hair loss. The bigger issue are the things that are deep inside Mm -hmm. your psyche that really make you feel unbeautiful. And when you can begin to unpack that and heal that, oh, Mm -hmm. honey, hair is just, it is, you know, as an accessory that you Mm -hmm. choose to use if you want to but you know who you are. And that is the most beautiful thing that any woman can carry is their confidence. So 
Yay for you, Sister Queen. Yes. Thank you. Thank I you. love that. Thank you. How about you, Romaine? What would be your pearl of wisdom that you would share? Yeah, we hear this all the time that you are enough. Right? Mm-hmm. And we don't always know what that means. I want people to understand that your path is your path. You, your steps have been ordered way before you even arrived here. Right. So right. embrace that path. Own whatever comes to you. Own it. Walk in it. Whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, you're not living your life for the pleasure of others. You should be living your life to give your glory that you are breathing and alive. Whoever your God is, mm-hmm. you know, that's who you're living for and giving your glory to. Walk in that and embrace that. Embrace who you are because you're wonderfully made. Own it. Just look in the mirror and say, oh, Lord, you've done it again. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Powerful. Thank you, Romaine. Yolanda, Pearl of Wisdom. My Pearl of Wisdom would be to remember self-reflection. Um, that's been a big piece of wisdom for me. Self-reflection is just what it said, that that one word, self. I think so many times as women, sometimes we compare We compare ourselves to others. We compare our journey to others. We compare our hair loss journey to others or whatever that thing may be. But at the end of every day, it is so important to self-reflect. Like, what did I accomplish today? What area can I grow in today? What didn't go well with me today? Like, just wanting to grow as a woman is very, very personal. And for me, I just do a lot of self-reflection. It even ties into what what Karen said, you know, we have to reflect. Is there something else I need to heal from? Is there another area I want to grow? Did I offend somebody today? Did I give enough of myself? Whatever that self-reflection may be, I feel like that's how you grow. And if you are dealing with the hair loss situation or whatever your situation may be, you've got to self-reflect so you can grow and get to where you're trying to go. So just remember how important self-reflection is and to not compare yourself to anybody else. Your journey is for you. I love that. I love that. There's a quote that says that comparison is the thief of joy. And it is because if I'm over there looking in your lane, comparing, and just like Romaine said, everybody's path and everybody's journey will be different. Embrace yours. And I think what I would say in terms of a last parting words, a pearl of wisdom would be, you have to really learn how to be your own best friend. Because as we know, life is challenging. Relationships are difficult. Living in this world is just, there's so many variables of people and all kinds of stuff. And we get so many messages as women about how we're not enough like Romaine said, what the standard of beauty is as media dictates. Um, When men are saying, you're not enough, I prefer this kind of woman. You're not thin enough. You're not voluptuous enough. You're not light enough. You're not dark enough. I mean, Lord have mercy. Can I just be, please? There's so many reasons why it's easy for us to start to feel down on ourselves and start to believe the rhetoric that, well, maybe I'm not enough. Maybe I need to fix this and change that in order for people to accept me. But the truth is, in order to combat all of these things, you have to be your own best friend, right? You have to get to the point where you go hard in the paint for yourself. A lot of times we're looking for validation from other people. We want other people to have our back. But I want to ask you, do you have your own back? 
So there's one thing about Sandra that's going to happen no matter who's riding for me. I've decided I'm going to ride for myself. And so, yes, I might get knocked down and I have several times. But however, even when I'm laying on the floor, there's a part of me that always knows I'm going to get up off this floor. There's no part of me. I have a resolve from the things that I've been through in my life that no matter what happens, no matter how long it takes me, I will. Joy will come in the morning and I'm going to continue to get up because whatever's trying to knock me down, I'm not going to let it win. It may look like it's winning for a season, whether it's depression, whether it's a relationship that ended, whatever it's a broken heart, broken job, gain weight or whatever the case may be. That's all right. You might hurt my feelings for a little while, but trust and believe my DNA dictates because I am a Wakanda queen. I know my ancestry. I know where I come from. I can't stay down. Still, I rise. It is my birthright. It is who I am and it's who you are. And so nobody can do that for you. You got to tap into that part of you that has a no matter what spirit, I'm going to find my way out of this situation. I'm going to find my path to peace to joy and to love. And if nobody meets me there, I'll be there by myself and I'll be there with my God because he will never leave me. So that's my pearl of wisdom. Be your own best friend, be your own advocate, love on yourself, decide that you're gonna love yourself no matter what. Learning to love yourself, it is the greatest love of all. And that's something that we all have to do no matter what our challenges are, no matter what we go through, love yourself and be your own best friend. And you know what? Your tribe right here, this vibe, this tribe, this Urban Parlay podcast community, we're here vibing on that level with you. So make sure you stay connected with us because we love you. And we're going to continue to encourage you to love yourself until you begin to see the beauty in you that we already know is there. And so Thank you, sisters, so much, my Wakanda queens. It is always an honor and an absolute pleasure to be in your presence, to experience your beautiful spirit and your positive energy and the vibe of what happens when we come together in community. So thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, your transparency, and, and just for being a part of this beautiful community and for being my friend. So to those of you listening to the Urban Parlay podcast, I am your host, Sandra DeBose. I bid you adieu. And until next time, I wish you peace and I wish you blessings. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Urban Parlay podcast. If you have enjoyed this content, please go ahead and subscribe and then invite all your friends. Tell them to come hang out and vibe with your new tribe. If you would like to support with a donation, you can do so via cash app at dollar sign Urban Parlay podcast and via PayPal at paypal.me forward slash Urban Parlay. Thanks. It's the Urban Parlay. Vibe with the tribe right here on the Urban Parlay.